Hey everyone, this is Heather. I am your host, and this podcast is called Divine Directions. I am your way shower. Um, if you haven't listened to me before, I talk about my own spiritual path, and I like to discuss things that have been life-changing for me in hopes of helping other people. So this is my way of being of service to other people, or at least trying to be. (laughs) So today I wanted to talk about this book that has really inspired me. And it does feel very transformative on a deep level. But this book is called Living from a Place of Surrender by Michael A. Singer. Um, I think he's best known for the untethered soul and the surrender experiment, which I have actually not read either of those books. Um, But the book that I read, Living from a Place of Spiritual Surrender, is probably one of the best books I've ever read on how to surrender. And... Before I get into this, though, I'd like to say I'm going to discuss relationships a little bit. It's pre-Valentine's Day. I feel like as many of us uh, are cool with Valentine's Day, there are a lot of people who are not. And I hope that this makes its way to somebody who doesn't feel so great about Valentine's Day because it uncovers a lot of deeper truths. So anyway, here we are. If you are particularly sensitive about relationship issues, if you've just gotten out of a breakup, if you think that you're on the twin flame journey and you're just new to new to all of that, I, I would really highly recommend that you don't listen to this. Um, I'm really not in the business of offending people's sensibilities but I do feel like this could be triggering for some people. So having said that, I'm going to move on. So relationships, and really it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about relationships. It's really about anything that you truly desire in your life. Okay. Because I sit here and I watch what I call manifesting culture, quote unquote. And I feel like there's a lot of misinformation being tossed around to people. And okay, if you're new to law of attraction, I guess I'll do like a brief overview, but law of attraction is always at play, just like gravity. And basically what you're thinking, you're attracting. So whatever your dominant thoughts are, that's what is creating your reality. So that's like the essence of law of attraction. What you think about is what you create in your reality. And what I see in manifesting culture and with a lot of law of attraction coaches is that if you want it and you want it now, then that's when you should have it. And I'm not here to tell you 
that that's not okay, I'm here to tell you that you can want whatever you want, whatever the fuck that is for you, whatever, whatever it is you're striving for in life, you can want it and that's totally okay. I'm not here to judge that. What I am saying is that a lot of times what we want, we're not actually ready for. Or in the second scenario, a lot of times we get what we want, but it's rather temporary. And so there are two scenarios off of that, which is that we get what we want, but it's very fleeting. As in, as an example, I want a new car. I feel like having a new car is going to make me feel so good. Like, you know, that's my number one thing. I get the car, I drive it home. It's awesome. I show it off to a few friends. It's still good. But then after a few weeks, it wears off. So it's it's a very fleeting sort of instant gratification kind of thing, if that makes any sense. Um, and then the second scenario would be that we get what we want and it's everything that we've ever wanted, but we lose it because we cling to it or we're not actually ready for it. And while I believe that there is almost total perfection within the creation of the universe. So saying that we're not ready for something is kind of a half truth. I feel like we get we get what we get as we get it in perfect timing. But sometimes we get something that we've wanted for a very long time. But there are things within us that keep us from making it sustainable. For me, like relationships have always been sort of a sore spot and I know that I'm not the only one in that. And I won't get into the specifics of it, but last year I went through a difficult breakup and it was the first time that I had ever been broken up with. So, My ego took a pretty big bruising at first. Um, But he was everything that I had ever looked for in a partner. And honestly, prior to him, I had basically given up on ever finding someone like him. I felt like maybe he just didn't exist. So (laughs) I got him and things were really good for a few months. But then it ended. And like right now, I can tell you that I feel like it happened exactly as it was supposed to happen. And part of that is because I wasn't ready for it. That relationship pushed me to dive into wounds that I have carried since I was 12 years old. And... For the longest time, like maybe a few months after the breakup, what I thought would fix me in a way was him coming back. So restarting the relationship that we had. And I'm not here to lie and say that I don't want a relationship. I do. 
but I'm finally in the mindset of waiting. Like I'm okay with the with the waiting season and it feels like a season, but I'm kind of overly dramatic. It's only been about a year since the breakup and I've had to move through all of this pain and most of it had nothing to do with him. But anyway, back to the book about surrendering. Whatever it is that you think you want, and especially if it's a relationship, it's actually deeper than the desire itself. It doesn't matter if it's a car, if it's a new job, if it's a new house, if it's a boyfriend, if it's a baby. I mean, you know, the list goes on of what we humans think that we want. But at the core of that is a desire to be happy. We feel that in the attainment of those desires, we will feel fulfilled and better than what we feel right now. So there is a bit of resistance in that thinking because there's a lack of acceptance for where we're at. So manifestation coaches, not all of them. I'm just going to say the ones that I've seen and I'm, I'm not going to call anyone out on this because I realize this is a very imperative step in humanity's ascension process. But I see a lot of information stating that just because you want it and you want it now, it means that you're supposed to get it now. I don't believe that to be true. Now, I believe that we get what we want when the timing is right. And how that looks will be different for everyone. The reason why law of attraction coaches are becoming more popular is because people are waking up to the fact that we do create our reality. But I feel like what is unnoticed is that we often end up pushing against what life is putting in front of us. Does that make sense? It's like, I can't accept my life as it is right now. I need it to be different than it is. And this is what I want. This is what is going to make life better for me. But at the core of that, Like I said before, it's a feeling, a desire to feel better, to feel happy, to feel joyful. And you can look at any of your core desires and you'll see that at the, at the core of that is a desire to feel better. Like it's really, it's, it's nothing more and nothing less than that. But what this book sort of instilled in me is that it goes even deeper than that. And I feel 
what we're all truly looking for is a connection to ourselves, a connection to something greater than us. Whether that's the universe, God, Allah, whatever the term is for you. There's a soul connection that goes deeper than any of those desires. So if it's a relationship that you think you want, I urge you to go into the why of that. Why am I not happy without a partner? Why am I not happy without a new car? And then really look at it because, at least in my experience, I haven't been able to fully receive a new partner until I got to that point where I didn't want them anymore. Like I was okay with or without, like it didn't matter to me one way or the other. But it's usually at that point when you've totally given up on it and you're content with where you're at, that's when they show up. Because the vibration within you, the dominant vibration is saying basically that you already have it because you're happy with where your life is. There's an acceptance, a surrender of sorts. There are a lot of things in our society and culture that continuously perpetuate the idea that we're not good enough as we are with the lives that we lead. And if we have an ordinary life, then it's not good enough. It's mediocre at best. And I am here to tell you that you define success. You define what success is for you. No one else gets to do that. And if you're letting society dictate that, well, I think at some point you're going to have to reevaluate what it is that you want. I'm just being honest. But like I said before, you're allowed to want whatever you want. And I'm not here to judge that. No one else can judge that. Only you know why it is that you want what you want. But I think it's important to really look at the core of our desires. And most of the time, it's just a lack of acceptance with where we're at. And usually we don't get those things until we've sort of surrendered to life and what it's putting in front of us. And... The perfection of life is that it's always giving us what we need in that moment. Even when we're resistant to it. Even when we think that this isn't what should be happening. And let's face it, a lot of us do feel that way. I do. I have. I'm a firm believer that my soul put me in this position so that I could figure out who I am without a job, without a relationship. with a lot of alone time. (laughs) Like this is, it's not solitary confinement, but I'll tell you some days it has felt pretty fucking close. But of course that's like my own choice. I could have gone back to work before now, but I've chosen not to because there is something at play within me that prevents me from being content with regular 
normal day-to-day activity. So I'm here to tell you if you're feeling that way, if you're not feeling content with your job, you have the ability to either change it externally, actually physically move yourself to another job or accept it and do the internal work. That's, that's really it. But I've been without all of these things to define me. I've always considered myself sort of um, on the verge of being a workaholic. Like my sense of self-worth is sort of wrapped up in productivity levels. And that is really unhealthy, I feel, because many of us spend our lives killing ourselves, putting our exhaustion level as a bragging right. Like that was one thing that stood out in Brene Brown's book. I think it was in The Power of Vulnerability, but she states that she went into a lawyer's office and was listening to a lot of the conversations that people were having with one another. And these two lawyers were talking with each other. And the one is like, well, bro, what time did you go home last night? And he's like, I went home at two. What time did you go home? And he's like, I didn't even go home. So it's like, how sick is that? That we are using our exhaustion levels as like a bragging right. Like, what? (laughs) Um, But anyway, back to the point. I feel like I get off topic all the time. But basically, whatever it is that you think that you want, it's going to be deeper than that. And most of the time, what you're looking for is a connection to your soul. And I can get into ways and how you can do that and how you might be able to surrender But also before I go into that, let me just say, each one of us are connected to our soul, whether we recognize that on a conscious level or not. We we are all being guided and directed and we have help on the other side. That's what I believe. If you don't believe it, that's fine. You can just believe in your intuition, gut feeling, whatever that is for you. So your soul knows where you want to go, what it is that you want, and knows exactly how to get you there. So sometimes it doesn't even feel like work because it naturally unfolds. But if you're like me and you want to do the work and you want to go inside and see what it is, that you need to let go of in order to accept your life as it is or accept yourself as you are. So I'll give you some tips. And some days it's not going to be easy. My first tip is 
whatever is uncomfortable for you. And by that, I mean, if you, if you're having a conversation with someone and something that they say causes uncomfortability within you, if you feel like it's very off-putting for you, if you feel aggravated, if you feel angered, um, any of those emotions, instead of suppressing it, like many of us do, and I'm guilty of doing it for my entire fucking life, which is why I'm here. But if you've done that, I want you to feel it. And how you do that is to yourself, because if you're still in conversation with someone, they're going to look at you like you're 50 shades of fucking crazy. But to yourself, say, I accept that I feel angry in this moment and sit in that feeling. If you feel that way and you can't sit there and consciously recognize that feeling, then wait until you're alone later that day or the next day, but it really should be that day. And write down how you're feeling or vlog it or whatever that is for you and actually sit with it. Don't pull it apart with your mind. Take a few deep breaths and focus on your breath and sit with the discomfort. Because what's happening is Shakti, which is like universal energy, it's always flowing to you through the chakras. And as it flows up, it hits these blockages within you. And if you read Michael Singer's book that I mentioned, like he goes into all of this, it's, I highly recommend it, but this is like a crash course. So, but those traumas and wounds get activated, which pushes it up to the surface for you to deal with it so that you can move through it and heal it. That is, I feel, the number one way to work through the blockages that keep you from surrendering and accepting where you're at. Secondly, meditation. You're gonna have to get quiet and sit with yourself. And I feel like there are a lot of people who can't even sit alone with themselves and still feel comfortable. So taking time to sit in silence and be with yourself. Even if you don't consider it meditation, even if you need to just lie down in your bed and listen to some relaxing music just spend some time alone with yourself that will be very healing third 
you could get some healing done. So go see a Reiki practitioner, massage therapist, um, healing touch. Any of those things would be really good because the energy needs to get moving wherever the blockage is for you. And for many of us, it's a blockage within the first three chakras. So it's either your root, your sacral, your solar plexus. And if those are blocked, then the energy can't properly get to your heart chakra. So those things that we think that we want, it's because we feel that in the attainment of those things, it will open our heart chakra, which is what we're really wanting to do. We want to feel love. We want to feel joy. We want to feel all of those things unconditionally, but we're being conditional with life when we say that I need this thing external to me in order to make me happy. I hope all of that makes sense. Um, so those are some few tips. And as for me, what I did, I actually, this wasn't that long ago. It was about a month ago. I was feeling pretty heavy, feeling like pretty depressed. And, um, cause I would, I would have days like three days where I would feel really, really fucking high. I'd feel so good and I would love it. And then something would happen. I would dip back down and I would feel heavy for days. And, um, instead of fighting it, I actually just, I've learned to sit with it so that I can move through it. And as of right now, if something gets uncomfortable, I actually just bless it. Like I just, you know, it's coming up for me to heal it so that I can get rid of it permanently. But this is something that I feel I have to do on the daily. And there has to be an awareness of my self-talk and what goes on within, not just what I'm feeling, but what I'm saying to myself. Because I've never really been kind myself in my mind. I've always been really hard on myself, which is something that I learned from my parents, you know, like being hard on yourself pushes you to do more. Well, I'm at a stage in my development where that's not working for me anymore. So I have to change my thoughts. But what I did is I was feeling really heavy this day. I was feeling particularly anger, maybe even rage. And I said, I commanded, <laughs> I said, universe, give me the key to unlock my pain because I cannot live life like this any longer. And the floodgates opened for days after, maybe even the rest of that week, I felt heavy. I felt so heavy, but I just let it do its thing. So the emotions come up. I don't judge it. Uh, I can label it, but I don't engage it. And by that, I mean, I don't let my mind sit there and try to tell me what it is I'm feeling. Your intellect cannot describe what it is that you're feeling. It tries, it does. That's why many of us who are stuck in our masculine energy, we get up in the mind and we think that it's, it's so much easier not to be in the heart. But I'm here to tell you that after a while, that gets really fucking old. <laughs> Being in the heart is where it's at, or at least having a balance of those energies. And for so long, I didn't. So 
the universe gave me that key. They're like, okay, I guess <laughs> here you go. You get to feel everything that you haven't been feeling and just let, let it come up. So I did. And it comes and goes in waves. So I let it. So you can set intentions to break apart whatever you think is the blockage within you. And the universe will help you with that. But then it's crucial for you to be very aware of how you're feeling. And if you start feeling uncomfortable, let it sit there. You can just say out loud or in your mind, I accept that I am feeling this. And close your eyes and allow it to be there. Observe it. I forget which guru says it, but maybe I saw it on Muji's YouTube, but emotions are feelings. Emotions are feelings. (laughs) Emotions are visitors. They come and go. So everything is in a constant state of flux. If you are feeling uncomfortable, it won't last forever. If you're feeling happy, that won't last forever. I hate to break it to you, but that's just the cold, harsh truth. So allow yourself to heal whatever it is within you. I feel like we should be striving more for self-acceptance and contentment with where we're at than striving for some place external to us, whether it's six months down the road, a year from now, whether it's a car, a house, whatever that golden egg is for you we need to be looking inside and figuring out why it is that we want what we want i don't think many of us do that i don't think we ever sit there and think why do i want this why do i actually really want this but what i'm finding is that i actually just i want to feel balanced And I want to feel joyful and content with my life no matter where I'm at. And I'll tell you, this last year has been a motherfucker. (laughs) It hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it. And that's what I would like to tell you is that it's so worth it to do the work on yourself. because you have to live with yourself at the end of the day. And no matter who comes in and out of your life, it's you at the end of the day. You with you, you versus you. And Valentine's Day, (laughs) since that is tomorrow, is just another day. And there are a lot of people who are in relationships who are not happy because they, you know, they've got their own shit to work through. And there are a lot of people who are not in relationships who wish that they were in one. And then there are a lot of people and people not in relationships who don't really give a fuck if they are or they're not. (laughs) And I aim to be one of those people. Like genuinely, I I would really like to find someone. But uh, there are days when it's really nice to feel like I don't have to worry about all of the stuff that comes up with relationships. And I know that that's part of my perspective because of what happened last year. 
Um, I don't want to say I'm bitter. I'm not bitter. Like, <laughs> I had been really angry about it, but I feel like I have come to terms with it, that it was something that was meant to happen. And it was the right thing for him to do. So I think I'm in a better place. I'm in a better mind space because I've had to face a lot of what was holding me back and a lot of what was getting me down. And the thing about that particular relationship is that I think I clung to him and I was putting my happiness where it didn't belong. Like at first it was very balanced and I don't feel like I was looking to him to give me anything that I couldn't give myself. But then as we got into it, there were a lot of deep wounds that began to surface and I didn't know how to vocalize that to him, mainly because I knew that it wasn't because of him. It's just that sometimes when we have a, a really bright, genuine, loving connection with someone, it's like their love shines a flashlight on all of the wounds within us and we are forced to work on it. Because I'll tell you right now, he was the best boyfriend that I had ever had. But it definitely raised all of these emotions and and inner demons to come to the surface. So, but I'm being redundant. Anyway, if you don't have a relationship right now, you're in a perfect spot. You're in a really good spot. And I know it's hard to accept that because our culture puts so much emphasis on being partnered up. But there is a lot of merit in being single and there is a lot of work that we can do on our own that is so much better than when it is with someone. That, I mean, personally, I'm really grateful for all of this that's happened. Now, if you catch me on a bad day, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck this and fuck him. Like, <laughs> but it's not, it's not about him. That's the thing. It's about what I needed to get right within myself. And I'm not saying that he is totally innocent. I'm not, <laughs> but, but he did the right thing. There were, like I said, there are just things that I have to do on my own. And this is one of them. And I needed this time alone to work on it. So if you're not in a relationship right now, I highly recommend that you take this time to love yourself and give yourself that love and all of the things that you would get from a partner if you were with someone. Because it's this time that prepares you for what you truly want. And like I said before, I'm not here to judge you. No matter what it is that you want, if you don't have it yet, you're being prepared to get it in the right time. Ing. <laughs> so I think that's it. That's where I'm going to end it. Um, again, if you are interested in reading that book, it is, you know what, I'm going to leave it in the description. Uh, but it's by Michael Singer and 
I plan on reading almost everything that he has written. Um, he, it's just, it's so good. Um, some other books that are really good for like self-work would be The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown and The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And I will be reading other books, which I'm sure I'll discuss, but those, those are the main ones for now. So I hope this has helped you. And like I said, if you're not in a relationship, take heart, you're going to be okay. And eventually you'll find someone like it's, it's literally just a matter of timing. So hope you have a good Thursday week, weekend, um, February, all that jazz until next time. Peace.